Episode 3, The Dietitian. In this episode, I'm talking to Sally Baumann, Master of Science in Dietetics and Sports Dietetics. Sally did her education in Queensland, Australia, where she did her undergrad degree in nutrition and did her master's degree in dietetics. Next to her master's, she's also credited for sports-specific dietetics. Sally worked for around five years in a private practice in Brisbane, Australia, and worked as a sports dietitian for an elite Australian rugby team. Since one year, she works as a sports dietitian for the USOPC, the US Olympic and Paralympic Committee. In this episode, we talk about how COVID-19 affects her daily work, how it affects her athletes, and shares some tips about how to handle the lockdown phase of COVID-19 from a nutritionist's point of view. Enjoy! How you doing? I'm set. Hey, Sally. How is it going? Going as well as it could be. The day is just getting started here. So I guess huge good. time difference. Sally is in California right now. Or are you in Denver? No, in California, right? I'm in California. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just through the isolation. Um, sometimes those things are better to cope with together. So for sure with my boyfriend. <laughs> nice. So Sally is born and raised in Australia, moved to work in Colorado and now lives in California. Well, I live in Colorado, but I visit California. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for everybody, I um, actually have never met Sally in person, which uh, was kind of strange. We were supposed to meet in Norway a few weeks ago or a month ago, but then because of COVID lockdown, we had to leave the country. We were there for a work trip and uh, talk to Sally because we worked together for the US Paralympic Ski and Snowboard team. And uh, Sally is a nutritionist. What is your background, Sally? Um, So my background as a sports dietitian, I did my undergrad in nutrition, my master's in dietetics, uh, both in Queensland, Australia. And then I further accredited in like sports specific practice Um, and I've been working as a sports dietitian now for six years. Um, my background is across three different settings, so pretty multifaceted. Um, I was in private practice and a quite busy private practice for five and a half of those years. Um, and I was the sports dietitian for an elite rugby team back in Brisbane, as well as kind of guest lecturing and tutoring. Um, at a university there so kind of have seen all different facets before I started with US Paralympics just over a year ago now um, as a dietitian or sports dietitian serving all of their teams and some specific teams very nice how many teams do you um, do you cover now Um, I cover six sports um, as under my profile um, and that spans across both summer and winter sports And then we will do some big kind of like U.S. Paralympics initiatives where it, it the reach is a lot further than just the athletes that I might work directly with. Um, so there's some big projects under the works because U.S. Paralympics is kind of just in its like infancy in a way where there's so much that we can do and so much to progress Paralympic sport forward. That's an exciting time to kind of be involved. 
For sure. And I mean, what I ask my guests is how they are affected uh, with the current COVID time. But I think it affected you and your athletes big time as you also have not just Winter Olympics, but Summer Olympics. So you won't go to Tokyo this summer. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about our trip to Norway. And I think, you know, I was in transit more than I was on the ground in Norway. so winter season was cut abruptly short, but returning back to the U.S., um, summer got basically upended. So yeah, a very busy year in 2021, given um, it'll be qualifiers not only for the Paralympic Games, but also the Paralympic Winter Games. Um, so we'll have two Paralympic Games within six months of each other, which is very Crazy. unprecedented. <laughs> Um, and for some of our athletes who compete across both summer and winter sports, um, we have three multi-sport athletes. It's going to be a big year for them. So, <laughs> um, some big challenges, um, mentally, physically disrupting preparation, all that sort of stuff, but, um, we're doing our best and our athletes are pretty damn resilient. So that that's helps. amazing. Yeah. So basically, are you used to work remote or is it hitting you now even harder as everybody, I guess? Or is it OK for you because you do it a lot of times anyways? Yeah, it's it's 50 50 in that way. Um, I, my role is really dynamic and it changes like day to day, week to week anyway. So if I'm not traveling with teams, which would happen, maybe like once a month, like I'd either travel to them or they'd travel to us. So we do have a lot of remote athletes, but we also have resident athletes as well who have been disrupted. Um, so it's it's hard when you're not working closely um, with yeah. athletes, like who you'd see multiple times a week just in passing. So trying to keep those relationships and lines of communication up so that they're getting the same level of support or increase support if that's what they need at the moment. Um, but for the remote athletes, it's kind of status quo. Um, if anything, it probably breeds more opportunity to touch base with them at the moment. So I'm lucky that my role does not necessarily have to be hands-on bodies in a way. And mm-hmm. um, we can do a lot of stuff by Zoom, uh, FaceTime, blue jeans, whatever platform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always multiple. Um, so we can do stuff like that. But I think some of the team sport athletes are being hit pretty hard at the moment. Yeah. And do you hear, do the athletes find it hard at the moment? Or do they see it as an opportunity to say, hey, I can cook more, I can prep more of my food for the training? Um, it's a it's a mixed bag, to be honest. I think most of them, are, because it, they don't know necessarily when the next competition is going to be, a lot of them are just going back to base mode training. And going, what can we do? We have to stay engaged. The games are still coming, you know. So I'd say the majority of the athletes have reacted positively mm-hmm. to it. Um, obviously, each of them have their own hurdles. It's very difficult for a swimmer right now. Um, they're just doing all dry land training and no looking at a black line in a fifty meter pool. Um, but I think most of them are trying to be creative, or at least the people on the team um, that work with them are trying to to spark that innovation and creativity. And likewise, our athletes are doing it for each other too. 
Um, so I'm not saying that it's all sunshine and roses because yeah, we all have our up days and down days. But I think the fact that they're working towards an eventual goal is helping many stay motivated yeah. um, despite training restrictions and access to facility because that's the hardest thing with Paralympics yeah. is like there's some wheelchair athletes who can't necessarily train the way they would yeah. without support. Yeah. Um, so it's sparking a lot of creativity that's for sure oh, I guess all over yeah for sure hey and um because do you, you don't see private clients at the moment but in this time do you also have more people or friends or family reaching out to just say help because I hear it a lot of people they say we struggle with food being home all the time and mm. just wanting to snack or not eating at all not having a rhythm do you hear yeah. a lot of people reaching out to you or would you have a few tips of like what's the best thing to do Yeah, I mean, it's come from everybody. Even our athletes are like, hey, we've got time on our hands. What can we do? Or people back home, old clients that I have um, who I still kind of engage with via social media. Because, you know, when you when people are your clients and you work with them for a long time, there's a relationship there. So you always want to see people doing well regardless of where they are in their world <laughs> or where they are in their journey, etc. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are going, it's difficult to keep structure and a routine when what my no state of normal is, has been thrown out the window. Um, so it's creating ways to be a bit innovative or playing with food in a way, but within a designated playground. Because I think now people are like, oh, I have time to bake, so I'll just like make all these desserts. And then because they're stressed out, they might then be like going back to the cookie jar multiple times in the day. Yeah. So it's more of like what, like having that plan of thinking about what kind of nutrition you'd like to structure, um, and how much of each of these foods you would either want or need in a day, and then reverse engineering and playing within that designated framework or playground so that at least you know that you know the fun that you're having in the kitchen isn't necessarily impeding goals that you have for yourself overall yeah um and that's kind of what we're the message that we're trying to spread as best we yeah. can yeah. is we never want to dissuade anybody out of the kitchen but we'll always kind of inspire people to to push more a little bit towards making things that are healthful or trying a new recipe that they would have never had the opportunity to before yeah. um so yeah i guess we see that a bit with there. exercises that people think i i have more time on my hands or i want to try something new but also keeping it realistic i would say at least from our point mm -hmm. of view to not just think like okay i can do a handstand in three weeks just because i see it on instagram everywhere yeah, so i guess well, keeping I it realistic <laughs> keeping it realistic so many people run yeah well and that's also like i guess people try to find a way through right and it's like with exercise we're working with food with everything so yeah for sure well yeah that was i mean it was great catching up with you sally and it was great uh, chatting you very quickly about it because it's nice to hear everybody's opinion and seeing how they handle this uh this time so yeah it was I great and i would be saying a lot of people just if you're struggling it's okay to reach out yeah um to the people around you help to provide some structure and some framework in your day um and kind of push you to be 
doing the behaviors and habits that are overall health promotive and get you to a good place um, as opposed to the ones who maybe encourage the instant gratification. Um, so I think it's a good time to reach out to the people who kind of help to get you closer to your goals rather than kind of distracting you yeah. further away from them at this time. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's also what we talked before, right? I mean, you should have goals and also seek for help for somebody because it's such a complex topic, food and nutrition. So don't necessarily take it all on yourself and reach out to people. So I guess that that is the message for a lot of healthcare workers at the moment or in any field. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Sally. No problem. Thank you. And hope to see Great you to soon you. in real life. Yeah, I hope to meet you in person <laughs> <Yeah>. soon. <laughs> well, it's an online world now, so. <laughs> right. At least I get to see you virtually. Exactly. Thank you. No problem.